Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights here with Grant Sandground, former Beckett Publications teammate and now a star at Upper Deck, has his uh, fingerprints all over Goodwin Champions. I got a couple boxes and really enjoyed opening them and uh, trying to figure it out. So thanks sponsors, certainly Upper Deck, uh, the presenting sponsor for this episode, but also Tops and Panini, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, Comsey.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So welcome, Grant, and thank you again for providing that enjoyment for Goodwin Champions. Have you been involved with Goodwin Champions from the very beginning? Oh, yeah, hi, Jim. Uh, thanks for having me back on the show. Yeah, it's funny, all the way dating back to 2008, prior to starting at Upper Deck, when I was interviewed at Upper Deck, I came with the sort of map sketched out for the concept of Goodwin Champions. So I don't know how many people go to job interviews with a product <laughs> already mapped out, built and figured and like, here, <laughs> hire me and you get this. That was my job interview. And we started the first release of Goodwin in 2009. Uh, and that was released with a baseball license. And it was Really uh, a tribute to the original 1888 Goodwin Champion set with the famous Cap Anson card, beautiful painted stuff. So we tried to make the cards look with those beautiful sunset backgrounds. That was the first uh, set we did. Skipped a year in 2010 and brought it back in 2011 as sort of a multi-sport product that was no longer with the baseball licensing. But you had your stable of upper deck favorites, uh, plus you added on, were, were you individually licensing celebrities and, and players, or did you have any group licensing for those early years there? We really uh, built it with individual licenses. We had to go and get deals with a variety of different baseball players or basketball players, a variety of different athletes or uh, celebrities or historical stuff. But really moving it off of that baseball license forced us to be far more creative with it. When we brought it back in 2011, I think that was the year that we brought in the bugs, the bug cards, the entomology cards. And that really was the first splash of notoriety that that brand had that like, good Lord, you put bugs in there. It really was born from the idea of, of doing butterflies in the cards as real relics. And that was a riff on the old tobacco era cards that a lot of people don't realize that it wasn't just baseball players that had tobacco cards. It was waterfalls and flags and civil war generals and insects and butterflies and birds and all sorts of stuff. And we wanted a modern take on the classic tobacco era cards with an expanded coverage of more than just baseball players. You know, I think people don't realize that of the tea cards, the, the uh, tobacco cards from the uh, turn of the century, that being the 19th century, not the 20th, but uh, early 20th, there are far more non-sport tea cards than there are baseball tea cards. Absolutely. Yeah, you're no, right. Yeah, but, but now on the licensing, that you don't have to license animals, I don't think. You don't have to license architecture or places, but maybe old dead celebrities. Do you have to get permissions for some of the... There are guidelines. As you can imagine, there are states that are far more concerned with making sure that you're doing the right thing to pay for licensing with people like a Babe Ruth or a Mickey Mantle than it would be... Oh, gosh, you could go all the way back into antiquity. You don't have to worry about Cleopatra. That's not a problem. Winston Churchill, politicians are free. A lot of British people are free. But as you get into American celebrities and especially American athletes, even if they were subjects that played in the 1940s quite a long time ago, you've got to make sure you have the proper licensing. But my point is, I don't think you were adding these other dimensions to the set that were unprecedented, it seemed like at the time, to avoid licensing. I just think you were ad adding some interesting elements. And like the manufactured patches that were very ornate, there's some cost of production in those, but you don't have to pay the Butterfly Association. Dinosaur uh, 
federation. None of that stuff. And actually, you're jogging my memory a bit. And we're going back some 10, 10, 15 years now. One of the coolest things about Goodwin Champions was those animal patch cards, the manufactured patches featuring animals. The first time we did them, they really caught on and became far more popular than we thought they ever would be to the point where some of the rare patches were selling for $600 to $1,000 a piece, ratioed animal patch card. And we found that there was a lot of super collectors or bringing in their uh, significant others or, or family members. It could have been a daughter or a son that a father that is a long-term collector wanted to enjoy this with and found a platform to collect a set that was attractive to maybe their daughter, their son, their wife, where sports may not scratch that itch. Beautiful animal cards were fun to collect and, and it was a great experience. And it was a really neat thing that we could provide collectors with new sets to collect as a family or to collect with their loved ones. Are you putting a new definition on what a master set is? Because it seems to me a master set used to be the set and all the inserts, but would people draw the line in terms of a sports master set with Goodwin Champions or just do they go straight to get everything? I'm not doing that. No. Master sets these days, I think there's so many parallels and so many one-on-ones that people have given up probably 15 years ago. People, Most people gave up on master sets. Hopefully, we can just provide a variety of different options uh, for people to select and pick and choose the stuff they like to collect. And if they want to collect a set of 100 animal patches or if they want to collect a variety of different insect relic cards or whatever they may want to collect, they can collect the latest and greatest athlete that we signed, like a Michaela Schifrin or a Naomi Osaka. Those are athletes that rarely get cards. Let's face it, Patrick Mahomes has plenty of cards. Nobody's looking for uh, a scarcity of John Morant options to collect. And they're fantastic athletes, and I enjoy them as much as everyone else does. But it's really fun, even dating way back when we were getting autograph cards of a rock climber like Alex Honnold, who had a documentary and won an Oscar, actually, for, I think it was called Free Solo, for climbing El Capitan with no ropes, which is crazy, but really cool. And Alex Honnold, you can't even find it anymore, but I remember it spiked up to about 250 bucks. And it was really neat because there was nothing else out there like that. And Goodwin Champions allows you this wide array of people to go and choose from. And in fact, we've taken this brand and as it's morphed now, it's in its 14th year. We like to think of it, believe it or not now, and it's more modern iteration as this generation's classic started from what was an homage to 1888 N162 Goodwin Champions tobacco cards with the ornate designs. And, and you'll notice in, in this year's good one from the boxes you broke, it's a far more modern design, far more sleek, far more clean. That was very deliberate. We want to pull this brand into the modern era and present modern cards, baseball players, basketball players, football players, skiers, skateboarders, uh, musicians. In fact, we've done extremely well with all the musician cards in this year's Goodwin. And it's just so neat to see that when you offer a variety of stuff to everybody, you you hit different collecting groups uh, that really enjoy it. Are you saying that when they're doing really well, are you talking about their base cards or some of their special uh, inserts or numbered or autographed? That's a good question. Really, what I've seen is some of the autograph cards. And another really cool element of Goodwin is that we have so many inscribed autographs in Goodwin Champions. Where else are you getting inscriptions that are like full sentences of inscriptions? It's because these athletes haven't signed many cards before. So you could have uh, a Naomi Osaka write a full sentence of an inscription of number to 25. And it's so cool. And you could actually read their inscription and read their autograph because they haven't signed for 10 years in a row across 20 different products a year. You used to have minis in the product. When when did they get uh, eliminated or was that a marketing decision or a 
No, that was a, a great and the product development team decision. We talked about that was exactly what we were talking about, adjusting and and morphing and growing the profile of this product from its tobacco era roots, which have mini cards, into a more modern product. And we swapped out the mini cards in this year's product, what, what we're calling 2021 Goodwin Champions, obviously released se- several months later than we would have ideally wanted it due to factors outside of our control that we've probably all talked ad nauseum. So there's that, Jim. The other thing is, I don't know if you were involved in the, the design elements of the marketing on the hobby box, which is a work of art and is the only hobby box I can recall that has sell copy on all six sides of the box. Yeah, that is... <laughs> is that because the product is so complicated, whether you turn it upside down or on the side, there's something on every panel. I, I can give some kudos to uh, one of our, our veteran um, leaders in our design area here at Upper Deck, Neil Johnson. has I think he's designed every single Goodwin Champions box dating back to 2009. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I, I think to a degree, maybe a little bit of labor of love that a little more time and attention goes into that box design than others. But that falls a little bit outside of my realm. I wanted to circle back real quick to finish my point about the minis. In 2021 Goodwin, we flipped out the minis and we replaced them with chromium cards, which was a huge adjustment. Honestly, it was a significant cost increase because the chromium stock is far more costly than just your standard paper. But we wanted to do it because we wanted to continue trying to morph and align the content of this product into a type of product that today's consumer wants to buy. And chromium is popular. Everyone likes the, the flashy, silver, shiny, beautiful parallels. And we have Michael Jordan and LeBron James and Tiger Woods and all these amazing athletes. And the opportunity to give them some chromium cards, including some of the numbered chromium parallels, was too good for us to pass up. Okay. And you've evolved also on the inserts that are the non-sport that you've grabbed onto, but then sometimes they don't get continued the next year. Is there market research that you look at to say, hey, we tried to do uh, different flowers and that didn't work or different butterflies and and that worked really well. How are you seeing whether something is working or not when it's not a sport, it's just an ancillary aspect of the I think it, it touches upon the nature of how social this collecting experience is in today's market versus 20 years ago, or even let's say another lifetime ago when I was a young man working for you and you'd fly us all around it shows all around the nation just to get pricing information. These days, you can see what's going on, what's being discussed, what's being talked about on a variety of podcasts or collector message boards or even sites like eBay, um, where you can see, hey, is something popular? Is it selling for more than you thought it would for less? Those kind of things actually make it relatively straightforward for us to see what's going on after the product's released and make some adjustments. How does this product get broken for breakers? Is it tricky because you can't do it by teams explicitly or do you have to yeah, segment it? What, what's the deal? Good question. Not a breaker, but I'm sure it would represent a little bit of a challenge and it touches upon how you would break any of the burgeoning entertainment products that we produce, like the red hot Marvel sector that we have. All the Marvel stuff, it's not sports, but it's red hot and it's the same kind of thing. How do you kind of break that stuff? I've seen some breaks where you get a le- you get a letter in the alphabet. So if the athlete or subject's last name starts with an S or an R or an A, those are the cards you get. But really, I, I think it would, it would be a great question posed to some of the, the excellent breakers uh, that are in our industry. Is Goodwin Champions getting better each year? That's your goal? Because I think you're trying to make it better every year. Is oh, there we are, we're trying. Is just a work in progress? Or We are trying. There was a sure. lot of interest when I opened the pack. There was a lot of different stuff in there. Admittedly, more complicated than the average product, but that's part of the allure. 
That is part of the allure. Yes. And really, I want to give Tony Siriani and Brian Schilling some kudos for working on this product. Tony is a product manager on this product, has been for several years, and Brian's a coordinator, has been for several years. Those guys put their heart and soul into this product. And I am more a veteran sage of wisdom uh, at times on discussions on content and stuff. But those guys really are driving the growth of this product. And yeah, we try very hard to make it better every year. There are certain elements that we, we think are evergreen. We've added in recent years, starting in 2016, we added exquisite content when we dropped in Ben Simmons cards. I think 2016, 17, right around there. More recently, we added SP Authentic cards in. So you can get like retro tributes with LeBron James rookie year designs of Jalen Green this year and a variety of other athletes. But you can see that Goodwin is morphing and changing and it allows us to be um, a platform to present some of our most popular brands like an exquisite collection or like an SP Authentic with some of these athletes like a Naomi Osaka or, or a Colin Morikawa, with all of our most popular brands. It's such a fun sandbox because it's so flexible that you can go from presenting an exquisite collection, Naomi Osaka auto patch, all the way to a map of Michael Jordan when he was a, a young boy in North Carolina. The bounty mission, is that a big deal or a little deal? How many people get swept up in that? And do people get frustrated? What's the deal on that? Yeah, I'd like to think it's a big deal for those to choose to pursue it. The bounty prize this year is uh, a red ink signed Naomi Osaka hard signed autograph. So it's a great card. It's a big hit. But again, there, there's only a handful of those out there. So it's going to be a race and, and it's going to cost some money and some time to do. So for those that want to pursue it, yeah, it's a very big deal for them. Similar to some of the achievement prizing that we offer collectors on our EPAC website, for collecting certain sets, you get prize cards. So we want to make sure that customers that are buying the physical product of Goodwin Champions also have some sort of collecting-based prizing. And the only way to do that in a physical format is with the scratch-off codes with the bounty cards. Grant, thanks for putting out a great product. And if you're the OG, what does that make me? <laughs> <laughs> the OG. <laughs> oh boy, you paid your dues and it's exciting to know that you brought that with you with a great idea that you'd been percolating on and and it's uh, come to fruition. The last note I could say about it is one of the most rewarding things I've read about this year's recent Goodwin release on various collector message boards. I've read several collectors saying it was the most fun they've had in years. I, I couldn't ask for any more than that. Here, I'm enjoying right now talking to you. And thanks listeners for uh, joining in and check out Goodwin Champions this year, previous years and future years. So again, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode.